Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Welcome to TMA with Nick Hamilton. I am your host for the hour here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Hope everybody had a great holiday. I know we were off last week. Had to take some time off. You know, it's good at times to take a little time off. Take a few days off to relax, recharge, regroup, whatever you need to do to get yourself back centered and back right. And that's exactly what I had to do. So speaking of somebody taking time off, the Los Angeles Lakers decided they want to take their time off and book their trip to Cancun early and not be able to defend their world championship. As we know, the Lakers went down in six games against the thriving Phoenix Suns led by Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton and Cameron Payne. The list goes on. LeBron James was spectacular, but had absolutely little to no help, especially after Anthony Davis went down with his significant injury. Uh, Anthony Davis did try to come back in game six for only about five and a half minutes, which I thought was really ill-advised. I don't know what medical staff advised him that it was okay for him to try to give it a go because he could have risked further injury and possibly needed surgery which could have put him out even further for next season uh but fortunately i don't believe he re-aggravated any of his injuries with his growing or his left knee uh which is a good sign but still uh was unable to be successful in game six and force a game seven back in phoenix and listen the phoenix suns knew exactly what they needed to do they had to attack early and often and they knew They could not return to Phoenix with a game seven on the line and all the marbles on the table because anything goes. We all know how wacky game sevens can be. And so when I look at this team with this with this Lakers team, there's a lot of blame to go around. I mean, we went I was on the call with the exit interviews from everybody except for LeBron and A.D. uh, and KCP uh, who weren't on the uh, exit interviews the following day. But when you listen to guys like Kyle Kuzma, when you listen to guys like Markeith Morris, uh, Montrez Harrell, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder, there's a lot of uncertainty in the air. Because there are certain guys that don't know if they're going to come back. There are certain guys that don't know if they're going to be traded for, for upgrading, which there are a couple that should be. Um, to me, I'm going to start with Andre Drummond. Even though there were spurts where Andre Drummond looked well, there were also spurts where he looked absolutely atrocious. And there were also spurts where Andre Drummond simply looked like he clogged the lane and, and stopped the fluidity of the offense. Because when you look, when there were times where AD was at the five and you had LeBron pushing the ball up and there was times we had THT out there or KCP or Kyle Kuzma or Caruso, you had more fluidity with the offense. And God bless him, Marcus saw, even though he has a very high basketball IQ, this man moves six months an hour and cannot defend the high pick and roll at all. That's why Phoenix went to him and got at him early and often and took it to his brought it to his chest like an asthma attack. 
because they knew exactly what they were dealing with. So when you look at this Lakers squad, I mean, KCP and Kyle Kuzma were milk card all-stars up until the last game where they decided to show up. And it still wasn't enough because it was too little too late at that point. So I have no blame on LeBron James whatsoever. And where does this solidify his legacy? Everybody talks about his legacy. Listen, 15, 20 minutes after the game was over, he was talking about space. He was, he was promoting Space Jam too. Does it seem like that? That's a guy that really is really overly concerned about exiting early in the first round. I'm sure he didn't like it, but he, it doesn't seem like he was overly concerned about it, like he was going to be sitting in the dark for the next three months. Because he knows his legacy is what it is. This man is a four-time champion. By the time he finishes his career, he'll probably be the second all-time leading scorer because nobody's catching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in those numbers. Not even as great as LeBron is. He'll have probably four championships because I do believe this is the last time we'll see LeBron James in the championship moment. And he fulfilled his promise. LeBron said when he came to the Lakers, he wanted to bring a championship back to the Lakers. And he did that. I don't want to hear anybody complaining about, oh, it was in the bubble. Listen, that was the most strenuous, mentally draining championship run he's probably ever been on. A lot of those players have ever been on. Think about it. They had to go, they had to be locked down. Like they were incarcerated almost. Couldn't leave the facilities without facing stiff consequences. It was mentally tough. They couldn't be around the teammates all the time. And they still had to focus on the task at hand, which was getting an NBA championship and bringing the Lakers back to prominence. The Lakers haven't sniffed the draws of the NBA Finals since 2010 when Kobe Bryant beat the Boston Celtics. Before then, it was a huge drought. So LeBron brought them back to prominence. So his legacy is solidified. Now, as it pertains to the L.A. Lakers legacy, yeah, he's definitely in the conversation for a Lakers legacy. But first and foremost, let's not forget the the great Magic Johnson. Let's not forget Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the late great Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and then you got LeBron James. Absolutely. Jerry West. Absolutely. He's in the conversation. LeBron is in that L.A. Lakers conversation. Because the Lakers, let's be honest, folks, the Lakers are going to be making playoff runs. As long as LeBron and AD are there, they're going to be making playoff runs. Will that equate into championship moments? Probably not. Because the West is only going to be tougher. The West is only going to get tougher. And, and I'll talk about another team later on, which plays across the hall from them in the L.A. Clippers. Because the Clippers decided to book their trip to Utah instead of Cancun, unlike the Lakers. You're going to have Golden State back healthy. If they make a few moves, where will they be? You got Utah's not going anywhere. Denver's not going anywhere. Maybe Dallas makes a few moves after getting bounced in game seven on Sunday against the Clippers. Luca's Luca. Luca's going to continue to be great. Period. No question about that. And then the East is going to be the East. Still going to have Brooklyn. Milwaukee, maybe. The Sixers, maybe. But in the West, still going to be jam-packed. It's only going to get tougher. And LeBron 
is only going to get older. And that's not a knock on him. It's just nature. How it goes, folks. But this Laker team needs an overhaul. And I said this, and I said this on this show, and I'm going to say it again. One of the one of the bunch of mistakes this Laker organization made was not re-signing Dwight Howard. Because Dwight Howard was a huge part of them, of those Lakers, of that Laker team, rather, acquiring that championship. And I'm not against Montrez Harrell. I think Montrez Harrell is an energy starter, but Frank Vogel did not treat Montrez Harrell like a sixth man of the year that he is. He did not massage his ego and his personality and get, and get him mentally ready for those tough moments. Because I do believe if Frank Vogel decided to put maybe in game two to give Montrez Harrell more minutes from game two on to be that energy bunny, that energizer bunny, and that energy release, I, I'd be willing to bet the Lakers may have stretched it out to a game seven. Now, I'm not saying they would have won, but a damn sure would have been a game seven, do or die in Phoenix in the Valley of the, of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. Then you want to call on my, after you benched him, Montrez doesn't know his role. He's unclear about his role. Like he said the other day in the exit interviews, look, I came to work. I showed up. I did what they asked me to do. I did my job. Did he sound like a happy man? No, he did not. Did he sound like a satisfied man? No, he did not. And I don't blame him. I'd be frustrated too. You brought me here. You signed me. I'm coming off a six-man-of-the-year award with the, with the team across the hall. And, I mean, you you play, you play me like a, a stepchild? Really? I mean, damn. I've seen shelter dogs get treated better than that. This is Montrez Harrell we're talking about. I'm not saying he's the greatest defender, but he does, he does provide a level of energy offensively, and the man can play. The man can play, especially with the second unit. And he can play with the first unit, too, at times. And this is a man that still learned a brand-new offense. And he was coming along. He, you, you saw the progress. What the hell was Frank Vogel thinking? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to ask. Because Lauren Rose, if I got a chance to ask, I would have asked him. Those of you listening to this show, I don't bite my tongue. I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I'm not going to bite my tongue either. I'm going to ask it how it needs to be asked. Now, whether you answer it is up to you. Did y'all not see my Paul George video when I asked Paul George about Chris Paul? Does it look like I flinched in that? Nope. Didn't even realize it went viral at the time. And I wasn't doing it to piss anybody off or get some type of knee-jerk reaction out of Paul George because I have a tremendous amount of respect for Paul George. But I'm going to ask the questions that need to be asked. That's how it goes. I'm not going to ball wash or lather anybody up. Not me. You can forget that. So the Lakers booked their trip to Cancun. They're out of there. And they won't be able to defend their NBA championship. It's going to be a lot of moving and shaking going on in the offseason. And Rob Palenka's phones need to be working and ringing because he's definitely got to make some moves to build around AD and, and LeBron and understand that AD is injury prone. As great of a player as AD is, he's still injury prone. So you're going to have to get him some help in case he goes down again next season or the season after that. Because this is your franchise player. That's what you paid him like. 
So you better protect him like one. And if you want to have any chance of being having success, you better make some phone calls, Rob. And hopefully they're the right phone calls. I don't. I'm not. I'm not high on Kelly Oubre coming. I saw a report about, oh, we can get Kelly Oubre. What the hell for? For what? Now, Bradley Bill, that makes a little bit more sense. Now, if you're able to, to, to pry Damian Lillard out of Portland and convince him to leave Portland, especially after he wanted Jason Kidd, according to Yahoo Sports reports and Chris Haynes, then Jason Kidd said, thanks, no, th- but no thanks. I'm staying right here in La La Land. I'm good for right now till the next job interview comes along. So does Dame make that push to LA? Can LeBron convince and, and Rich Paul convince him and Rob Palenka convince him to leave the, the friendly confines of Portland to come to a champion, a contender to try to win a championship? And even if they had Damian Lillard, I still think they don't win a championship. I've seen that story before. Remember Gary Payton and Carl Malone coming to the Lakers when you had Shaq and Kobe? How'd that work out? So I'm not convinced of that. But it, I, I, it, would be, it would be great for Dame to be in a new, at least have a, a better opportunity to try to contend for a title. Because, I, I mean, when you watch Damian Lillard, that kid, I mean, that guy is special. I don't want to call him a kid. I don't want to disrespect him. But that man is special. Man dropped a double nickel. For what? For what? Appalling. The Lakers got to get it together, man. They got to get it together. I don't know what they're going to do. All right, y'all. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the other team across the hall, the Los Angeles Clippers, who will now move on to face the number one team in the west the utah jazz how will they shape out can they get to the western conference finals for the first time in team history i'll share how and if they can on the other side of the break you're checking out tma with nick hamilton here on sirius xm slam radio 145 stay tuned yo what's up baby let's go this is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. 
But you I'm see, fine. it's a bad idea oh. to do that. I didn't Bro. cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> You, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. Oh, yeah. Just seeing, uh, you know, how par we play, pretty much. Um, you know, uh, you know, just trusting each other. Um, the same thing you need to uh, need to have to be uh, the last team standing. But, uh you know, it's, a, it's going to be a different challenge next series. Uh, it's a different team. So, uh, you know, we, we just got to see, uh, you know, you know what they do well and, you know, how how uh, how we can hire our chances of winning. That was Kawhi Leonard after game seven during the post-game press conference talking about the challenges that lie ahead for them against the Utah Jazz coming up tonight. Game one in Utah, uh, second round of the Western Conference playoffs welcome back to tma with nick hamilton here on sirius xm slam radio 145 make sure you follow me on twitter at nick hamilton 213 also check me out on instagram at nick hamilton la and also check me out at www.nightcastmedia.com all right so the los angeles clippers 
decided to book their ticket to Utah and Salt Lake City instead of Cancun, unlike the Los Angeles Lakers. The L.A. Clippers are a unique bunch. Here's why I say that. I've seen a lot of parents and me being a parent myself, you have a lot of hopes and dreams for your children, or at least you should be if you're any kind of good parent. And when they kind of fall short, or you feel that they fall short, you're disappointed. Or you don't feel like they went, they should, they've gone in the direction that you believe they should have gone in. And so now it's a head-scratching situation. But do you honestly give up on your kids? No. You kind of continue to watch them, throw them a bone here and there, make sure they're on the right track, and let them go out there and play it out. And that's exactly what Ty Lue did with this squad. Ty Lue watched his players after being down 0-2 in this series. They weren't rattled. They weren't shaking. They weren't stirred. They were focused. And I had my doubts. I thought for sure four or five games, Clippers be right back home. Because the Mavericks were taking them to the woodshed. They was giving them that work. Now, Luka throughout the series has given them that consistent work. With a nerve nerve damage or neck injuries, whatever it may be, Luka was still out there balling. So they had no answer for Luka. But what they did do, and Ty Lue did do, was make quick adjustments and lineup changes that would better suit the Clippers' needs. In games three and four, tied it back up, came home for game five, blew it down the stretch, down 3-2, going back to a hostile environment in Dallas. Clippers came out. Kawhi was in his bag. Kawhi has been absolutely phenomenal in this series. Say what you want about last year in the bubble. That was last year. Kawhi showed up every single game in this series, even the losses. He was in his bag. On Sunday, he was he was one assist away from a triple-double. He was 28, 10, and 9. Paul George, make jokes all you want. Paul George stepped up as well. Man took him a little bit of time in, in various games, but Paul George stepped up in a major way as well and contributed the way he needed to contribute. 22 points, 43 minutes. Didn't have a great shooting night in Game 7. But he still contributed either way. He was he was a, he wasn't a liability, as we've seen in times before. But then I look at this bench. I look at Terrence Mann. Finally, we get we see Luke Kennard. Man, you're gonna pay sixty four million dollars to next year. Ray John Rondo's leadership. Maybe we'll get a Boogie Cousins sighting in the next series. Maybe. But Marcus Morris Sr. I think he's an incredible basketball player. But he's got to be consistent. And consistency and health and depth are going to be the keys to the Los Angeles Clippers advancing to the Western Conference Finals over the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz are the number one team in the regular season. And they have they have great perimeter defense. You got Rudy Gobert that's down in the paint. He's going to protect the paint and alter shots the way he knows how to alter shots. The one thing, though, the caveat is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can burn you from the mid-range. Also, that's going to draw out Rudy Gobert at times where you'll be able to lob a pass in 
in the in the in the interior and in the paint maybe have a backdoor cutter score or at least get to the free throw line utah has some phenomenal three-point shooting but the clippers can shoot threes too but the key to, to me as far as the clippers advancing is their depth because Ty Lu can interchange lineups at will. And Pat Beverly hasn't played in the last few games. So you may you may be seeing a Pat Beverly siding in the Utah Jazz series as well. Which will be interesting. But I think the Clippers, if they can stay focused, learn from the mistakes they made in the previous series, and move forward. And, and clean up those mistakes, as Ty Lue likes to always say. I, th- I picked the Clippers in seven. I think it's going to go seven. This is a series that's going to be another dog fight for the Clippers. Wouldn't surprise me if Utah won the series and moved on to the Western Conference Finals themselves. But there's a lot more on the line for the Clippers than it is the Utah Jazz. The Clippers... People think, oh, the Lakers are out, so now they got to they have pressure because the Lakers are out. They're trying to be LA's premier team. No, that's not the that's not where the pressure is. If you think that's where the pressure is, sit this one out because you're wrong in the two left shoes on a four dollar bill in your pocket. That's not it at all. The pressure comes from keeping Kawhi Leonard in Los Angeles next season and convincing him that he needs to stay in a Clippers uniform for the next several years. And that this team and this franchise continues to be on an incline until they get the Larry O.B. trophy. Because anything short of an NBA Finals appearance, it's going to be hard as hell to try to convince Kawhi Leonard to stay in Los Angeles. Because simply, what is the incentive to stay in Los Angeles? What is the incentive? Oh, well, we got to the second round. You've been coming to the second round. That's as far as you've been getting in your entire history. He can go back east. He can go to Golden State. He can go to to the Miami Heat. And I know some of y'all think he's going to go to the Knicks. Might be a possibility. What the hell we go to the Knicks for? They ain't going to win a championship anytime soon. He might as well stay with the Clippers. If that's the case, they only get to the second round. Why pay higher tax bracket? So this it's more pressure on the Clippers to keep Kawhi. These series are series to, to assure Kawhi Leonard that they're moving in the right direction, that he needs to stay and be a part of some history. That's where the pressure comes from. They don't give a damn about the Lakers. The Lake, this is a Dodger in a Laker town. I keep telling people that all the time. L.A. is a Dodger and Laker town and everybody else after that. If the Dodgers repeat, people are really going to care. Yeah, it sucks that the Lakers didn't make it for Laker fans. Okay. Dodgers won another World Series. Going to complain about that? City going to complain about that? I doubt it. Clippers make the NBA Finals. I don't think LA is going to complain about that. Well, unless you're not a late, unless you're not a Clipper fan. <laughs> but it'd be nice to see. 
I like to see the Clippers make it to the NBA Finals for the first time ever with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and company. Ty Lue being the first year head coach at first year Clippers head coach, excuse me. That'd be something to see. That would be absolutely something to see. Whether they win the championship or not, the fact that they even got there is remarkable for that team's franchise history as they continue to move forward. And Steve Ballmer, who I think is an outstanding owner, that's definitely got to put a smile on his face. Yeah, he might be upset because they lose the championship, but at least they got there. And I think you and that would probably be enough, especially if they battled it out, maybe six or seven games and they battled it out. You can convince Kawhi to stay there. Say, Kawhi, we need about another piece or so. We'd be Let's run it back. You hear the Lakers players talking about, I want to run it back. I want to run it back. I wonder why. Because the Lakers have created a culture. The Clippers have to create that type of culture. And I mean a winning culture and a championship culture where they say, hey, we've been here before. So we know what it takes to get over the hump now. I remember covering the WNBA and covering the Aces this year. We all know what happened with last season in, in their bubble when they faced the Seattle Storm. And I remember Asia Wilson saying, you know what? We know what it's like now to get there. But it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because we didn't win. We didn't beat them. We want to beat them and win the chip. That's what's got to happen for the Clippers. We got to get to the we got to get to the promised land and feel what the promised land is like and see the and feel, know that to understand the terrain. So if we don't win the championship, we can run it back, add a piece or two here, and then we can get back and know how to get over the hump and and bring the the Larry O B trophy to Los Angeles. That's what they got to do. That's the type of mindset they got to have. I mean, of course, you want to win it all, but I'm saying if they don't, they know what it's like and they know what they have to do to get over that hump if they don't win it all. If they don't win it all. But they got to get there first. Puff, puff, give. Got to crawl before you walk. Got to crawl before you walk. All right, switch over to the NFL a little bit. Major news. Julio Jones has been traded from the Atlanta Falcons to the Tennessee Titans. Now, there were several contenders, contending teams involved in this. One report had the L.A. Rams. Another report had the New England Patriots as well as the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the Tennessee Titans were also a part of a report that I saw. But it ended up coming down to the Tennessee Titans. And listen, the Tennessee Titans, uh, they're not a joke. They have a nice little offensive squad. Now, defensively, I wouldn't hold my breath on them. But offensively, they have a a good squad. And they could contend. But the defense has got to be bolstered up tremendously if they're going to be a serious championship contender. But having Julio Jones, not a slouch, not a scrub. Julio Jones is is a top-notch receiver. He's still got a couple of good years left in him. I know he's been bothering, you know, hampered by injuries in the last couple of years, but, you know, I don't think the man was was happy either. And when a player's not happy somewhere, he's not going to perform at a top level. We all forget these, these, these great gifted athletes are human beings. And they have emotions, they have feelings, they have wants, they have desires, just like we all do. And when you're not happy in a place, you're not going to perform at a top level. You're going to do your best because you want to be the best, 
but you're not going to perform at your best all the time because you're not happy there. You're not happy. And I do believe now Julio Jones is happy. And a happy player. What did Deion Sanders say? When you when you look good, you feel good, you play good. Something along those lines, right? And that's true. So I think Julio Jones is going to have possibly a really good season. And I'm glad he if he listen, props to the Atlanta Falcons for getting him up out of there. They didn't hang on to him like a loose toenail. They went ahead and did the right thing, did what they were supposed to do, which was let that man loose him and let that man go. And for that, props to the Atlanta Falcons organization for that. All right. But the deal for Julio Jones is the Falcons get a 2022 second rounder and a 2023 fourth rounder. The Titans get Julio Jones in a sixth rounder in 2023. The Titans also take on Julio's salary of $15.3 million in 2021, along with the rest of the deal. Falcons have about $7.75 million in dead money this year, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. So it'll be interesting. And oh, by the way, the L.A. Rams face the Tennessee Titans in week nine on Sunday Night Football. Jalen Ramsey against Julio. Yeah, I'm waiting for that matchup. You bet your ass I'm waiting for that matchup because that's going to be something to see. That's going to be a bad toll. And I'm here for it. I've circled week nine on my calendar already. Already. Because that's going to be a battle. That is absolutely going to be a battle. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick timeout, the final timeout of the show. And we'll be right back. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> 
Oh, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. All right, everybody, final segment of the show. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213 and on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Now, the announcement was made that the coach of the year in the NBA went to none other than New York Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau. So congrats to him. Do I agree with the coach of the year? Hell no. I believe that Monty Williams should have won coach of the year. I thought Monty Williams did more of a better, uh, excuse me, a better job rather, and did more with that team being able to elevate that team to the second seed. At At one point, they were the number one seed in the West. And they finished with a better record than the New York Knicks. They, the, the Phoenix Suns finished at 51 and 21, which was a game behind the Utah Jazz in the final uh, standings in the regular season. Now, props to the New York Knicks for what they were able to accomplish. They were the four seed. They got back in the playoffs. Um, they swept the Atlanta Hawks during the regular season. So they made some strides. They made some accomplishments. I mean, Julius Randle was an all-star, which he definitely deserved. He put in the work to do that. But I just don't think that he was better. I don't think Tom Thibodeau did a better job than Monty Williams. I just don't. 
I thought Monty Williams should have got coach of the year. I thought James Jones should have gotten executive of the year or should get executive of the year. Because that Phoenix Suns team was not projected to be in the top four. The teams that were supposed to be in the top creme de la creme of the West were the Lakers, the Denver Nuggets, and the L.A. Clippers. Okay? Now, we knew the Knicks would somehow be in the playoff hunt because it's the Eastern Conference. Hell, the Charlotte Hornets were in the playoff hunt. Okay? At one point in time. So you figured the Knicks would hang around. And the Knicks have some good, they have some decent players. They got some good players. But the Phoenix Suns, as the two seed for majority of the season, and then for a period, the one seed with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, and, and, and the list goes on. And you mean to tell me you thought Tom Thibodeau did a better job than Monty Williams? Sounds to me it's more about being regional because the Knicks are in the number one market. Phoenix is not in the top market. That's what it sounds like to me. You may disagree. You may agree. But I thought Monty Williams got robbed. I thought for certain he should have been coach of the year. And I'm not saying that Tom Thibodeau shouldn't have been in the conversation because I think he should have been in the conversation for what he's, he was able to accomplish. But not over, not over Monty Williams. Come on, man. Chris Paul, they, the, the signing of Chris Paul elevated that team and continues to elevate that team as they knocked off the world champion LA Lakers, as I mentioned in the previous segment. So the Phoenix Suns are on the trajectory to get to at least the Western Conference Finals if they can go ahead and knock off the Denver, I mean, yeah, the Denver Nuggets. They can knock off the Denver Nuggets. They can at least get to the Western Conference Finals. Where are the Knicks? At home. Got frozen by Ice Trey, better known as Trey Young. In Madison Square Garden. Sent them home. Say, you ain't no point in packing bags because only bags you need to pack is going to Cancun. But, hey, again, congrats to Tom Thibodeau. But I do believe Monty Williams got robbed. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And as the world opens up more and more, and here in California, June 15th, seems like everybody's getting their release date from the penitentiary. Everybody's anticipating. I've even known of a few people that are actually going to throw parties on that day like release parties on that day for some reason, like, like, like they love one is coming home from jail. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, I know vaccinations have happened. I know major league baseball recently uh, said that they're going to allow media members to be on the field and closer to players that are fully vaccinated, which if MLB is going to do that, don't be surprised that other leagues will soon follow. Meaning the NFL is probably going to implement something. I would not be surprised. Let me put it that way. Let me be clear. I would not be surprised if the NFL decided to implement that type of 
you know, policy or something close to it as it pertains to media members. Even though quite a few members of the NFL are not going to be vaccinated or fully vaccinated. And I'm sure there are a number of Major League Baseball players that are not vaccinated at all. Some are. I'm sure some aren't. But we in the media have to be fully vaccinated to be around these players. Imagine, make that make sense. Make that make sense. However, if we don't get fully vaccinated, we can't be on the field. We can't be around the players. And that's pretty much our jobs, especially in sports. And I'm sure the entertainment community is going to adopt that similar type of philosophy sometime soon. When it comes to them doing red carpets again, when it comes to them uh, doing events, you're going to have to say, hey, if you're not fully vaccinated, you can't come or you can't be around this type of environment. You can be here, but you can't be over there where the action is going on. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. They are using these vaccinations to their advantage. And I'm going to say this, too, and some of you all may disagree with me. Some of y'all may get mad, but this is also an opportunity to weed out outlets that they don't want to be there because now they have another excuse. Oh, sorry, you're not fully vaccinated, so you can't do X, Y, and Z. Think about it. Just something I want to throw out there. I could be wrong. But then again, I could be right. So Major League Baseball is implementing that. June 15th is soon to come in, which means in the state of California, everything is going to be open, which I think is great because I'm sick and tired of being on damn Zoom calls all the time because there have been instances where I've had my hand up on a Zoom call and I got completely ignored along with a few other people that I know that were completely ignored. Because these people pick and choose who they want to let in on a Zoom call, which is complete BS, if you ask me. And I'm damn tired of it. So I can't wait to get back in person because at least I'm physically there. At least I cannot be ignored without there being some form of consequence, meaning I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a chat with you. You see my hand up and you don't think that my outlet is enough or you don't think my audience is enough to hell with you then we're going to have a chat about that. Because no more discrimination. No more alienation. Because I'm going to tell you this. We watching. And especially when it comes to black-owned media outlets and media outlets of color, we watching. We watching how you treat us. We watching how you ignore us. We watching how you deal with us. And let me let me say this. There are quite a few teams that actually treat people with respect that will actually call on you if you have a hand up that will actually allow you to get your question in or be able to converse with the player or the entertainer or whoever is is, is on the Zoom call. Absolutely. But there are some. That want to pick their little favorites. And I was on a recent NBA call. And was completely ignored. Not once, but twice. I'm tired of that crap. So I can't wait for things to open back up. 
because then we'll be in person again. And if you ignore me, you got to deal with me and you got to deal with others that you've ignored as well. Can't run and hide behind a computer screen anymore. So y'all better get it together because the world is opening back up and we will be back in the house. But it's cool, though. It's cool the world is opening back up. It's nice to see people again. You know, a lot of us have been away from our loved ones, our family, you know, our friends, uh, associates, co-workers, colleagues. It's cool. It's actually really cool to be around people again. Like you, I, I think for a moment we just we were so engulfed in just business as usual. Like, oh, we'll see these people again or I'll, I'll do that later. I hope COVID taught us the value of taking advantage of opportunities when we were able to seize them in front of uh, in front of us. Seize the opportunity that is in front of you. I hope COVID taught a lot of us and even many of you listening. I hope that it taught you at least that because we can't take anything for granted anymore. If you do, you're a pure damn fool and you've learned absolutely nothing. You probably wasted your life away during the pandemic anyway. But those of us that have understood at least that lesson of it, beyond the, the, the health ramifications and those of us that have lost loved ones as a result of this deadly pandemic, beyond that, those of us that were able to make it and those of us that did not, fortunately, did not have contact with the virus itself, I hope that we all learn that lesson of not taking it, taking things for granted and taking advantage of opportunities when they come our way. So we'll see. I mean, the baseball stadiums will be back to full capacity. I believe the second round of the Clippers Utah Jazz series, they're supposed to have pretty close to full capacity. Um, I know that everybody will be wearing masks still inside. I don't I think I know the state of California has gotten rid of the mask rule um, inside those type of venues, you know, sporting venues. So that's pretty cool. Um, but it's good. I mean, I hope the studio TV studios open back up. I mean, I enjoy being on television. I enjoy doing radio, but I miss being in the studio. I won't lie. I miss being in the studio. I miss the atmosphere of the studio. And it's cool. It looks better. It looks better. It feels better. So it'll be interesting to see, but I know I will keep I will be keeping my ass in the house. That first week weekend, I'll have my ass in the house. I'm not going nowhere. Because these people do not know how to act. They're not going to be wearing masks. They're going to think it's a free fall. They're going to think it's, oh, my God, we made it. The, the virus is over. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to distance myself. The hell you don't. I know one thing. If I did decide to take the vaccine, I'd still be wearing my mask. And I would still be keeping my distance. I wouldn't be going to a whole bunch of a place with a whole bunch of people in there. Nope. Not my cup of tea right now. I am not comfortable. I have not traveled, ladies and gentlemen, since March of 2020. That's when COVID first started, like being to, to really surface and shut things down. 
mid-March of 2020 was the last time I traveled anywhere. And I don't plan on traveling anywhere anytime soon. Probably the first time I may travel may be like September, October, maybe. Outside of that, I'm not going to damn place to travel. I'm not comfortable getting on airplanes, sitting next to a bunch of people with recycled air. Mm-mm, not me. Now, those of you that want to travel and feel comfortable, God bless you. I'm not that guy. I'm not comfortable yet. When I'm comfortable traveling on a plane, I might go short distances, maybe an hour here to Vegas or an hour up to the Bay or an hour to Phoenix, something to that degree. Try it out and see. But I know I'm not leaving the continental U.S. in no time this year. Before I travel internationally, it might be 2022 sometime. Because the virus is still here. And even those who have been vaccinated, some people have still caught the virus. So the virus ain't ain't the virus ain't left. It ain't like it just packed its bags and was like, all right, I'm on to the next town. No, the virus is still around. You still have to be careful. You still have to be cognizant of who's around you and who you're around and making sure that you don't do anything to open up the door for somebody else to catch it. Whether you're vaccinated or not. That's why I make sure I wear my mask. Because not only am I protecting myself, but I would feel terrible if, let's say, even if I did catch it and I was asymptomatic, I had no symptoms, but I gave it to somebody who wasn't, and now they got symptoms and they're in the hospital. I would feel like trash. So, no, I don't want to do that. So, to each his own, those of you that take the shots, God bless you. I hope you were able to make it through and had no complications. Those of you that haven't, that's your choice. You do what you do. You do what you feel is best for you to do in those situations. And it's nobody's business. Nobody should judge you. But just everybody needs to be safe. As the world opens back up, please be safe. Please do right by one another. Do right by yourselves. All right. That is my show for today and for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you download and subscribe to me on all streaming platforms. That's iTunes, I, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the streaming platforms under TMA with Nick Hamilton for free 99. Now, this is the final show of the third season. We have a special, special show lined up for season four, which will debut right here on this here network on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145 next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. You definitely don't want to miss it. We have some new concepts, some new show ideas that I definitely have been working on for the last several months. So we're finally here for season four. Can't wait. Have some uh, some special surprise guests coming through. So it's definitely going to be fun. It's definitely going to be exciting, and I definitely want you all to be a part of it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, stay sharp. Be safe. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton Extra Dose are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.